Let's not forget that radio is an intimate one-on-one experience. You're talking to maybe thousands of people at any given moment, but you're only really being heard by one person. Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. We have to make peace with the fact that Swifties can get Taylor anywhere. They don't need FM for that. She's already on their phone. Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the mediamorphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Our guest this time around is a worldwide radio consultant, author, and noted talk radio host. Holland Cook is a media consultant who, for three decades has been working at the intersection of news, talk radio, and the Internet. His website, which we highly recommend, hollandcook.com, Holland like the country, cook with an E, dot com, where you can download the monthly newsletter he's been writing for 30 years. you got to read this one. It's free, too. We have links to all of his stuff and more in the show notes. Brand with On Demand is proud to welcome the one and only Holland Cook. Hey, Holland. Hey. I'm, I'm proud to be welcome. Thanks for having me back. So, Holland, first, a really basic question since we last connected. With everything that's now happening online, on-demand, voice activation, chat GPT, radio GPT, all of that's kind of just at the tip of the tech iceberg. What do you see as the role of traditional local radio in the future? And specifically, what kind of content should we be getting into? Especially, especially with so many ways that we can get information whenever we want it. Uh, the answer depends on the locale. If there are such a limited number of stations in your area, you can get away with the kind of robotic radio that seems to have uh, taken over most broadcast hours today. If you're the only place they're going to get a classic country station, for instance, uh, they will uh, sit through a few commercials for that. I have a client who's got eight stations under one roof, and it makes no sense for seven of them to be doing news because one of them is known for it, and they're the only real signals in that area. So it just depends on where you are. But the sentence that has never been spoken is, Alexa, please play six commercials. Right. So, right. you know, we have to make peace with the fact that uh, Swifties can get Taylor anywhere. They don't need FM for that. She's already on their phone. Mm-hmm. So it's about your curation right. of the music. If you're a music station, said another way, not only are you playing the correct songs, but are you doing something other than playing the songs that will cause people to notice and remember and use you compared to all the other stuff? Mm-hmm. I have frustrated the serious XM uh, telemarketers because I bought two cars in two years. And after my uh, free trial run, uh, I got them down to $2 a month and they still can't believe I didn't say yes. <laughs> and I told them, you know, my dashboard is smarter than I am. I get in the car. It talks to my phone. I use tune in. I can hear the Beach Boys. Uh, when I had Sirius XM, I went to the 60s on six and the guy in the morning wouldn't stop talking. And of course, the teller right. marketer has no idea what I'm talking about. So I, I think there is a user friendliness that radio can leverage 
if we're doing something that is recognizable and unique, and this is where the value of local content comes in. Boy, that's a great point, Holland. You know, with every expense under the microscope these days, can local radio stations continue to cost justify staffing local news people? And for that matter, with apps like Haystack Newsbreak and others, should every station even do news anymore? A, a friend who is a, a Nielsen audio rep told me of a visit to a station in a, a media market city big enough. You don't have to say the name of the state after it. And it's a uh, what, what's the word we use because we're embarrassed to say oldies. It's a classic hits station, maybe. And he said, uh, what are you doing on the hour? They all go away. And the uh, PD said, well, that's where we take uh, CNN news. At the time. And, (laughs) you know, like the guy who made $80 an hour working on my diesel engine, he says, there's your problem right there. And maybe every station shouldn't do local news, but information hooks have value. The weather is on the phone. But if you're known for doing the weather often, for instance, if it is conspicuous, uh, people uh, know there's one thing uh, in addition to the music they can rely on uh, you for. And, uh, you know, the the silver bullet in what we do is always going to be local news. Nothing trumps a parent's concern. Uh, the school teachers on strike today, uh, there are gunshots at the school today. Uh, inflation is the top story any day something else isn't. And the weather's getting wacky everywhere. So the more you can sound different than all the robots that are providing similar content, the more people are going to understand and use you. We know what you mean. No, seriously, Alan, with the pandemic proving that really with a computer and good internet, we can do just about anything from anywhere. What's your thought on remote or Virtual content, be it voice tracking or information services, weathercasts, that sort of thing. What you're pointing to is one of the silver linings in this pandemic trauma that we've all been through. There were a number of trends already in motion that were accelerated during the pandemic, e-commerce, for instance, and remote work. To your question, we realize how few square feet we need a radio station to be. And the radio stations that we worked in as young men and women were uh, a different architecture than what you need today because of technology. And now to your point, with the pandemic demonstrating that remote is easy, I think it's an opportunity. At one of my stations in Pennsylvania, We lost uh, talent we didn't want to, and uh, she followed her spouse to North Carolina, uh, and we haven't missed a beat. She's still doing the news for us every morning, and my trained ear can't tell the difference because of what we're pushing down there for her to process and what she's sending back to us. So the newsroom is wherever that person is sitting, and it still comes down to the value of the content as opposed to the actual plumbing that gets it onto the transmitter. That's a great point. Holland, let's talk about the importance of branding a local radio station. I mean, with all the new streaming services for audio and video, along with people cutting the cord, what are some ways a local 
station can remain top of mind in the increasingly cluttered marketing environment today? I mean, what are some of the most common mistakes you run into and you hear in local newscast? I'll give you three. And if any station pays attention to these three things, it's uncanny how quickly you'll notice that the news is less boring. But many station managers only notice the local news when it's not there. The sounder goes off and there's dead air. But on a normal day, the monitor's on at low volume. They hear an employee talking about local stuff, and they just check the box. We do local news. Is it relevant? Is it interesting? Is it true? Is it different than the last newscast? And I'll give you three areas to address And stations that pay attention to these three things will instantly sound more relevant and less boring. Number one is attack repetition, advance the story. Example, news that the New York Times was buying Wordle broke in afternoon drive. Next morning, it was being reported the New York Times bought Wordle. A better lead the next morning since we already knew that the afternoon before, would be Wordle will remain free for now. Mm -hmm. In other words, what don't we know? Because there's a, a subconscious signal you send, and you can actually be punished for a creative turn of phrase in news copy the second time someone hears it. Mm-hmm. So there's a little voice you don't want in the listener's head to say, you already told me that, and then they can go back to cat country or magic or froggy or whatever else they listen to. Number two is understand that the words you and your are the magic words. And I'm about to sound like a recovering high school English teacher, which I was two thirds of a life ago, but we often hear third person passive grammar because we're not rewriting press releases. Example, The raw material said, anyone who has seen a car matching that description is asked to contact the police. Right. Instead, if you see that car, call the police. Mm -hmm. This third person passive sounds like you're talking about me like I'm not in the room. I keep hearing the public is asked. And let's not forget that radio is an intimate one-on-one experience. You're talking to maybe thousands of people at any given moment, but you're only really being heard by one person. So don't talk about him or her like they're not in the room. I keep hearing uh, business owners interested in applying for these loans should contact. And it takes very little effort to simply say, if you're a business owner, you know, just take that moment to rewrite every effort you make to Uh, right for the ear, will pay big dividends. And the third uh, thing is absolutely an epidemic, and the networks are guilty of this. It's missing verbs. And uh, we're abusing gerunds, and we have the various forms of the word to be are missing. And the network anchors are the worst uh, offenders. And I'll give you, I wrote this down. This was an actual uh, sentence of news copy. The woman's husband arrested, the wounded man taken to the hospital. Mm. Now think about that. The woman's husband arrested, the wounded man taken to the hospital. Here are the actual facts that the writer obscured. Police arrested the woman's husband, the accused shooter, and the person he shot was hospitalized. 
but as it was told, confusing to the ear, a very different uh, understanding was conveyed as half sentences ran together. The woman's husband arrested, the wounded man taken to the hospital. Here's another one. I wrote this down. A cruise ship expected to take Americans out of Lebanon today. I think what they meant is a cruise ship is expected to take Americans out of Lebanon today. But between the missing verb and the time zone difference and the chaos in Lebanon, a listener could have inferred the copy to mean that a cruise ship was expected to evacuate Americans (laughs) until something went wrong. A cruise ship expected to take Americans out of Lebanon today. And I'll give you one more. I wrote this down. A young mother murdered the husband. No, excuse me. A young mother murdered the suspect found dead. I have no idea what that means. Right. How about this? Tiger Woods. Woods asked directly about his future on the tour. Does that mean Tiger Woods was asking about his future or he was asked about it? (laughs) So I realize I'm asking you to clap the erasers on this. And yes, I was a high school English teacher, but we have to write for the ear and every effort, every uh, effort we make to polish and tweak and distill and tell the story, not read what somebody handed you about the story, but tell that single person listening what the story is. I guarantee if you address these three things, your newscast will sparkle. Excellent. Uh, Maybe the question isn't whether you were a great English teacher, but we were just dumb students. (laughs) So maybe we've got some work to do. Hey, listen, I was the only senior in freshman math. We all have our strengths and weaknesses. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, with that in mind, what are some of the more resourceful tactics that you're hearing local radio do these days? Uh, I think we have a friend in need in uh, local television. And I am impressed by the resourceful ways that radio and TV stations buddy up. When I was managing WTOP in Washington in the 1980s, we had a blanket understanding with the CBS TV affiliate, Channel 9, the former WTOP TV. It was then WUSA by that point. But we had a deal with them where we could help ourselves to each other's air simply in exchange for attribution. And every morning, our desk and their desk would uh, spend a couple of minutes on the phone talking about what was coming up. And uh, then in the era of uh, VCR, it was uh, uh, already handy. Now in the era of DVR, it's even more convenient. We just rolled on every newscast they did. And it put us places where we didn't have the HR to be ourselves. And every once in a while, we'd have an interview that they'd grab a soundbite from or we would send them a soundbite from and they could put up over a graphic and credit us. So beyond the co-promotion, which has value, you're extending your resources to the extent that in that competitive TV market where we kept saying, Channel 9, Channel 9, Channel 9, you know, the mayor told Channel 9. We said that so much that the news director from NBC4 came into my office at the radio station and said, listen, I don't care if you take our audio and just don't even say Channel 4. Would you please just stop saying Channel 9? 
mm-hmm. uh, because uh, like the uh, radio station, the TV station always wishes they had more, uh, mm-hmm. had more, had more people in more places, had more uh, money to buy radio commercials, et cetera. That's right. So the least uh, a radio station should do is strike up a deal with a TV station to uh, take what you want and exchange for attribution. And uh, obviously what's in this for TV is we take them someplace that we go and they don't. We take them into the car. Mm-hmm. One of the most common alliances I hear is that the radio station gets a forecast effectively branded for the TV station and voiced by the meteorologist. Yep. Who probably doesn't get a dime for doing it because – the boss told him to, and it's part of our content sharing with the radio station, et cetera. Uh, in the big markets, you may have to hire the weather person. And when I was in Washington, every radio station had a deal with some TV weather person. Yeah. But whether it's paid or whether it's gratis, uh, again, it's a win-win because suddenly the voice on the radio is someone you know and trust and you can picture their face. Yep. It comes with a brand that stands on the broad shoulders of all the TV station has done to earn its weather position. And for the TV station, there they are in the car reminding you that you can trust Mark's forecast. So there's that. And uh, radio people are going to hate this idea. But for many stations, there is one news person. Les Nesman lives, and that person works in morning drive. And, and then the rest of the day, they may just take the entire network newscast on hour for the sake of consistency. Uh, yep. And if they don't, maybe the morning news person records something that they can play all day, which is fraught in these changing times. And uh, at some stations in surprisingly big markets, you might think this is uh, 500 watts in nowhere in New Hampshire, but the radio station will simulcast the TV station's afternoon newscast as a way of getting content that is known and trusted on the radio beyond what the radio station can fund. Yep. And again, it's a win-win. Uh, TV just made its way into the car. You, as the radio station taking them, are anointing them as the news authority. And when the TV station supers the lower third on screen, heard live on 1200 AM, that's promotion for the radio station. And the uh, TV people will often do a TV commercial, effectively a promo for the TV station and the radio station. Uh, And I've scripted this a half a dozen times where it looks like the newscast just ended and the anchors are unplugging their earpiece and she's walking and talking as she grabs her purse and makes her way to the car in the parking lot. And says, if you can't be home in time to see me at five, you can hear me. And then you cut to the dashboard with the radio station's dial position lit up. So it's a real win-win. And uh, another thing they can do, which you might get some resistance from the overly protective uh, TV news director, is uh, go live to the TV person who's in the field covering something that will be seen tonight at five, six, seven, and 11. And I've run into this under the same roof where the radio and the TV station are co-owned, have the same callers and everything. And the TV news director didn't want the radio station to have dibs on his reporter in real time in the afternoon out there because he was protecting the six o'clock news. 
Well, he's not protecting the six o'clock news from two other competing TV stations. Mm -hmm. And it's a way to tattoo yourself onto that story on radio in the afternoon. If your reporter's there saying, we're going to show you this tonight at six on ABC six. So there's a bunch of ways that the uh, smart uh, radio and TV stations uh, ought to buddy up because uh, they both suffer the same thing, uh, budget constraints and competition, local news is all a TV station really has left mm -hmm. because in plain sight, their networks are ripping them off with promos that tell the affiliates viewer, go watch Paramount Plus instead. Mm -hmm. You know, go watch Peacock instead. Go watch Disney Plus instead. And this crime is happening in plain sight where the affiliate is being disintermediated and there is nothing more valuable that a local TV station can be known for than local news and weather. And we can tell people that on the radio in the car. There you go. Right. That's right. We are with the always engaging and insightful Holland Cook. Somebody you'd love to hear from. We'd love to hear your suggestions. Just email show at brandwithondemand.com or reach out to us on social brandwith plus on insta facebook and twitter that's brandwith p l u s brandwith plus just remember it's brandwith b r a n d w i d t h where brand and bandwidth collide that's brandwith coming up Holland Cook shares some of the best advice he's ever gotten and shares some advice with you. Hi, this is Dave Tyler from Music Master with the world's leading authority on music scheduling, Keith Hill. You know, Music Master has some real secret sauce. First, I set up my rules so that every song scheduled obeys those unbreakable rules. But the goal rules in Music Master make it so much better. They are so correctly and intelligently crafted that I know I get higher ratings with longer time spent listening and longer time spent exposed on the stations that I work with. Music Master is a big part of my rating successes. Discover how to perfect your music. Visit musicmaster.com today. Exploring media evolution in real time. Brandwith On Demand. We are with one of the very best and brightest. Holland Cook is with us. Holland, what's the one single best piece of advice you've ever gotten? And what one piece of advice would you give to someone just starting out today? Best piece of advice I ever got was defeat goes over defense before detail. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, right. Best piece of advice is make your work count twice. And I heard this decades ago, but it has never been more salient than it is today, where the radio station has ceased to become just a real-time audio appliance, but we're also feeding smartphones and smart speakers and a website and apps and all of that. So make your work count two, three, four, five times. And the best piece of advice I would give is understand how retailers think because it all comes back from the money. I get a call a week with somebody who's got a great idea for a weekend radio show, and I'll tell them the audition ends as soon as you show up with money. <laughs> so find somebody, a retailer, in whose interest your show's content is, 
and bring them to the radio station as your sponsor. And we programmers can take it from there and polish it up into something that has appointment listening value. But understand how retailers think. Yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Our thanks to the great Holland Cook. Hey, links to Holland's website, his free newsletter, you gotta read it, and some fascinating blog posts all in the show notes. Just scroll down on your phone. As always, our thanks to exec producer Cindy Huber and associate producer Hannah B. And coming up next... I know I've said it before, but creating an environment that resonates with people, that's out of the ordinary, that's out of the box thinking, but that resonates with your listeners and your advertisers. It's as simple as that. That's still the secret. The founder and chairman of the board for Emmis Communications and the author of radio's latest must-read book, Never Ride a Roller Coaster Upside Down, Jeff Smullyan joins us. That's a wrap, Kipper. Learn about the seasons and how they affect what's on your radio station. It's in the next One Minute Martinizing. Find it in show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wide.